0: Welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Gober. Hey, hey, what it do, good people, what it do, good people, what it do, good people. Greetings and salutations to one and all. <laughs> Welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your one and only host, Cliff Goldberg. So glad to be with you today, man. Got a great show, got a great show, got a great show. Cliff, you always say you got a great show. How do you know it's always a great show? Because it's God's Word, it's God's revelation, and that makes it great, because it's coming from Him through me to you. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I'm having a great day, I'm having a great time, and I'm really excited about sharing the word that I have with you today. Uh, The last uh, podcast we did, uh, it was on putting God first, and I thought I was going to move straight to the next part of this whole concept, uh, which, uh, which would be letting God lead. But as I was meditating on the last podcast, you know, a few days ago, some other scriptures came to my mind uh, that are in line with putting God first. And I was like, oh man, I should have said that. Oh man, I could have used that scripture. I forgot all about that. So we're going to take all of this stuff that I forgot about (laughs) and put it in today's podcast. So uh, let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much, so much, so much, so much. For your word and your revelation. So many people are trying to find you through all different types of ways and all different types of lifestyles and all different types of mechanics. But you gave us your son and you gave us your word and through your son that we find out about in your word we can have straight relationship and fellowship with you and we thank you and we appreciate you. We thank you for your undying love. We thank you for that love that has no conditions that no matter where we are, no matter what we do, no matter what we don't do, your love for us never changes and it never grows old and it never grows stale. It is always a fresh, hot, passionate love. That you have for your people and your creation. So, God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this word. We thank you that this revelation will flow freely, un- unhindered, and uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force. We declare, God, that the only words that your people will hear are the words that you want them to hear. And the only words that will come out of my mouth are the words that you want me to say. This is your thing. This is your word. This is your revelation. This is your Holy Spirit. And we are your people standing in position or sitting in position or driving in position to receive from you today we thank you and praise you we declare what we've prayed for to be so we declare every ear is open to hear every heart is open to receive not just the word but the word behind the word so the people can be blessed built up edified they can be uh they can learn they can grow and they can develop through what they hear today we thank you and praise you keep everybody safe as they're listening no accidents no hurt no harm no danger uh in jesus name amen all right so uh, this is still putting god first but what happened was as i said i was thinking about some other scriptures that kind of support uh this subject area of putting god first and interestingly enough the scriptures that i came upon are found uh, in both Proverbs and Psalms. And uh, if you know anything about Bible history or Bible categorization or whatever, uh, uh, Proverbs, Psalms, and I believe Job are are listed as wisdom books, the books of wisdom. And so we're going to title today's podcast The Wisdom of Putting God First. The Wisdom of Putting God First. It's so important to understand that Uh, as a godly person, we are in relationship with God. And when it comes to relationship, we don't want to do things out of, uh, empty obligation. I'll put it that way because, you know, there's responsibilities that we have in relationships, whether it's husband, wife, parent, child, uh, boss, employee, there are certain responsibilities that we have, but we, we, but we don't want to do those things out of an empty heart. We don't want it to just be empty mechanics, right? I mean, you know, uh, it's Christmas time, and you give your loved one a present, right? And it's like, here, Merry Christmas, right? And some people now today, hey, Happy Happy Holidays. There's no heart behind it. And there's no thought behind it, right? Oh, a tie. Oh, just what I wanted. <laughs> you know, there, there's nothing behind it because it comes from a place of empty obligation. And so when we start talking about the things of God, we don't want to do them out of empty obligation. I don't want to put God first out of empty obligation. Well, you know, I'm a Christian, so I'm supposed to put God first. Where where is the heart in that? Right. So we want to have a heart to want to put God first. And we are using these scriptures to remind us or support or remind us of the importance of, in a relationship, we put God first in the relationship. So, which we'll learn in the next podcast, we can let God lead, and He leads us into uh, our wealthy place. Uh, he causes us to profit. Uh, he has a race that's already laid out for us. All of those scriptures that I should say for the next podcast. <laughs> All right. So let's look at this. The wisdom of putting God first. We're gonna start with Proverbs 16, verse 3. Proverbs 16, verse 3. Proverbs 16, verse 3. For some of the, you know, I, I know I got some old school uh, listeners who still have Bibles, like the book with the onion skin pages that you turn the pages and you hear <laughs> So I'm trying to give them time. Everybody else got your phone and you pull it up on your iPad and all this. And that's cool. I do it myself. I was talking to a friend of mine not too long ago and I told her, I don't remember the last time I pulled out my Bible because it's on my phone. It's on my computer, right? And uh, quick, quick access. So technology, yay. All right. All right. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Proverbs 16 and 3. All right, here we go. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, commit your works to the Lord And your thoughts will be established. I think another translation says, And your plans will be established. Now this is, well let me read the Amplified and the Message translation and I'll share my testimony on that scripture. The Amplified translation of Proverbs 16 and 3 says, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. I knew plans was in there. Okay. Roll your works upon the Lord. What does that mean? Commit and trust your works wholly to the Lord. And when we do that, cause and effect, He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. So before I make a move, I'm going to take this work that I want to do, right? I'm going to take this dream uh, that I want to have come true in my life and I'm going to commit it and trust it totally and completely to God. Here God, here's my dream. Here God, here's my idea. Here God, here's my plan, right? And I'm opening myself up to you to show me how to put this thing in action right and what he does is he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will so it's not even about well it is about okay we'll look at it from two perspectives one perspective is it's about presenting to presenting the work to him and him saying yay or nay right the other aspect of it is presenting the work to him he says yes and then gives you the mind by the Holy Spirit, inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gives you the mind of the plan and how to do it in order for it to succeed. Uh, 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 There's a scripture, I think it's Proverbs 16 and 9, that, that the scripture says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of destruction or death. So just because you have a plan and it seems right, the execution of that plan might not be the right way to do it, uh, uh, allowing it to be successful. You might want to open a business. Okay, well, there is the conventional wisdom way of opening a business, and then there is the God wisdom way of opening a business, and God is saying, if you commit that business to me, and that doesn't mean it's got to be a Christian business, it's just A business that you commit to me. That you trust it to me. I will show you. I will will literally come into your mind and your thoughts. And line your thoughts up with my thoughts. And put you on a path of success. I know, I know, I know. Isaiah says, well, God's ways is not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. Yes, but now in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is in us. And one of his jobs is to lead us and guide us to all truth. I think one translation calls the Holy Spirit in John the truth-giving spirit. Okay, so yeah, in the Old Testament, God's ways were different from man's ways and those ways seemed to be separate. But now in the New Testament, because of our faith in Jesus and now our relationship with God, the Holy Spirit is in us, and now that Holy Spirit leads us and guides us to the ways of success. Uh, I alluded to this scripture a minute ago that God calls himself the God who teaches us to profit. Who teaches us to profit, right? That, that necessarily That's not necessarily a business term as much as it's a success term. Right. So I take my idea for my business and I go to my prayer closet and I say, God, this is what I want. I have a heart to start a business that does blah, 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 blah. And I'm committing that business to you. And and repeat the word. I'm committing that business to you. I'm trusting it with you, knowing that you will cause my thoughts to be agreeable with your will for this business. And then my plans will be established and succeed. And if God says, "Eh, that's not what I want for you, then you go, okay, Lord, well, show me what you want me to do. I'm committing my 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 career or I'm committing my my desire to be successful in something. I'm committing it to you. So show me what to do. And now he'll line your thoughts up with his thoughts and now put you on a path to be successful. I was. uh, Yeah. So. So let's. Yeah, I was going to say something, but I'm feeling not to share it right now. So um, uh, we'll move on. All right. So let's look at the same scripture, Proverbs 16 and 3. And we're looking at it in the message translation. I love this because it nails it right on the head as far as putting God first is concerned. The message translation for Proverbs 16 and 3 says, Put God in charge of your work. How about that? There's no gray area there, right? Put God in charge of your work. Then what you've planned will take place. I love the definitive statements that God makes in His Word. Put God in charge of your work definitively. Then what you've planned will take place. Now, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Somebody is saying, well, you know, Cliff, I did that and I trusted God and I da 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 da, and it didn't work out. Did you really put God in charge of your work? Or did you put you in charge of your work, hoping that God would bless it? See, that's not putting God first. That's putting God second. Okay. There's a difference between doing what God called me to do and doing something that I want to do, hoping that God will bless it. See, what God wants us to do is already blessed. It comes straight from the manufacturer. Right? The purpose of the thing is defined by the manufacturer of the item. So, God is the manufacturer of our lives. He already knows the purpose that He has for us. Our job is to align our will with His will so we can discover the purpose that He has for us. Right? So, this is not about. You know, listen, listen, and and I apologize for sounding kind of stern, but somebody's kind of waffling with this and they're they're being rebellious with this. And, 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 you know, and so this is what's coming to me to, to share with you in a very firm language. You can fool everybody, but you can't fool yourself and you can't fool God. And you can tell people that you prayed about this business and you can tell people that you sought the Lord. But you know, in your own heart, this is something you wanted to do and you ran off and did it in your own strength, in your own wisdom, listening to every other advice other than the wisdom of God. And the thing you hit, you hit, I see that Lord, you hit a brick wall and it didn't work. And now you want to blame God, and God is saying, that's not my fault. If you have come to me, and somebody who, because this is more than one of two people, somebody, some of you have heard God say, if you had come to me first, I would have shown you how to do that. If you'd have come to me first, I would have shown you how to avoid that. Some relationships. Okay, okay, they come to church. Okay, are they saved? Well, they said they saved. Oh, okay. Okay, did you consult God and ask him to show you some things about that person? No, you didn't do that. You didn't do that because you're so desperate to be in a relationship. This must be it. This must be it. He showed up at Bible study, and I prayed that somebody would show up at Bible. So that this must be it. This must be it. She, she came over and said hi to me. She said hi to you. Oh man, that's that's the one for me right there. Look look at how she prays. Okay, maybe she can pray. But you don't know that that's it until you go to the one who knows. He'll let you know. But see, some of you are scared to go to God because God's going to tell you something that you don't want to hear. As if God has the, the worst for you. God has what's best for us. Uh, and that that song i won't complain right right in the middle of it he says he knows what's best for me he knows what's best for me even though my eyes can't see let god lead man okay that's that's the next podcast trust god <laughs> put god first all right put God in charge of your work put God in charge of your relationships put God in charge of your parenting put God in charge of your business put God in charge of your ministry hey how's that for a revelation put God in charge of your ministry don't worry about how many people are coming put God in charge of your ministry you know I, you know transparent moment here I I've, I've you know I've been doing this podcast about six months now. Um, and you know, you, you get into something like this. It's kind of new for me as far as podcasting goes and, and you want to make sure that the podcast grows. You want as many ears to come to the podcast as possible. So there are marketing techniques and things of this nature and stuff out there online that you can read up podcasts. The podcast business is exploding right now right and so you know i tried to do some research because i had a desire to make the podcast grow okay and so i'm looking into this and i'm looking into that and i'm looking into this and the other night i was praying about what to do well i wasn't praying I mean, let me be real i was thinking about what strategies i should take and i got up in the middle of the night and i looked up some stuff online and it was like eh 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 and so finally I rolled this over on the Lord and committed. Now, the podcast is committed to God because I'm not trying to do this without him. Okay, don't, don't get that twisted. Okay, but the success of the podcast, the number of people listening to the podcast growing and increasing by larger numbers, right? I had yet to really commit that to him. And so the other night, I'm lying in bed, and I'm like, eh, and I lie down, and I say, Lord, what do I do? He said, listen, son, don't worry about that. Don't don't worry about numbers and growth. I'll take care of that. You just teach the Word. What you have is fine. You know, I got some business cards. I do some stuff on social media and send out some email blasts and a couple of text messages. He said, that's fine. That's, that's all I really need you to do. I'll take care of the rest of it. See, that's what happens when we trust God and put Him first, in these areas. Now I'm like, all right, cool. You got it. I got it, son. Don't worry about it. Great. I'm going to sleep. Bible says you never sleep or slumber. I'm going to sleep and I don't worry about it. I don't know ultimately how many people are going to listen to this thing. And you know, really now that God has given me his will, right? And now my will is agreeable to his will. I'm not concerned about how many people listen to it. I'm not concerned about it to the point that I try to make it happen. That's the proper context. I am concerned, not concerned. I have a desire, obviously, for as many people to listen to this podcast as possible. It would be great to have 5,000 downloads, or 10,000 downloads. That would be fantastic because that means there are thousands of people around the world who are hearing the word of God taught with simplicity and understanding. But God has given me his perspective on what I need to do or not to do to make it grow. And I'm going to trust him. I'm going to put him first. I'm, going to, I'm, I'm committing the growth of this podcast to him. And I know that the success of that aspect of the podcast, meaning that it will grow and multiply and all that stuff, he'll take care of that. All I got to do is stand up here in front of this mic and say what I say. Okay. That's putting him first. Now. What I was going to say as far as this scripture earlier was when I go and work out every morning, uh, I pray before I work out. Father, I thank you for the opportunity, the resources, and the physical ability to work out. And then I go right to Proverbs 16 and 3 and put it in my own context. I commit this workout to you. So that my plans of good health, long life, longevity, stamina, and strength will be established in my physical body. Then I shift to another scripture, which is the temple of your Holy Spirit. And that's what I pray. I have prayed it for years, every morning before I work out. Now, I'm working out real early in the morning now, these days. So it's it's more a mumble than a prayer. <laughs> right? Father, thank you for the opportunity, resources, physical, physical ability to work out. And that's about it but I do it and I'm not doing it from a mechanical place I'm doing it from a heart place understanding that when I roll my work over to the Lord or when I put God in charge of my working out then what I plan will take place I'm in good physical condition I feel good you know praise God I look good for my age Um, and and I believe you know what I eat is has been changing how i eat has been changing uh the supplements uh there was a man of god who god brought across my path who's uh uh, doing supplements and so i get these certain supplements and they're adding to my health see this is how god shows us how to be successful but we get that when we put god in charge of our work or when we commit our work to the lord and then our thoughts and our plans will be established amen Right, because the thought is established, which now leads to the plan being established. Hey, Amen. That's good. That's a good word, Cliff. I might have to give myself an offering for that. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, Proverbs sixteen and three. Let's look now at Psalm Psalms thirty seven and five. Psalms thirty seven and five. So that was Proverbs. Now we're in Psalms. Psalms thirty seven and five. Psalms thirty seven and five says, "Commit your way to the Lord." Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. The New Living Translation says, Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. Now that word commit, man, you know, the literal translation means roll it up on something. Right? Roll your works, commit. But you know, for me, just plain old everyday cliff English, commit commitment now commitment that that that's a that's a connection that's a that's an image of doing something on a regular basis i'm committed to that i'm committed to doing such and such all right i'm committing my way to the lord now it probably doesn't mean exactly the same thing as our word commitment but but you guys hear my heart on this right there's a dedication there's a discipline there is a desire to put god in front to trust God. Commit my way, commit everything I do, right? Commit everything I do to the Lord God. This is yours, God. This is your ministry, God. This is your business, God. This is the relationship that you put me in, God. This is your child that you've given me authority to be parent over, God. This is this is this is your. Uh, um, place of employment that you've placed me in. I'm committing it to you. My, my way of supervising my employees or my staff, I'm committing how to supervise them to you. So you shall you bring to pass the way I need to be a good leader. You bring to pass the success of the ministry. You bring to pass the success of the business. See these are the things that's God's responsibility in the relationship. That once we bring these things to him, he's committed now to go, I got you. Here we go. I'm going to show you how to do this. And then I'm going to bring these people into your life. And then I'm going to move these people out of your life. And then I'm going to bring this training thing to you. And then I'm going to make you aware of this book. And then I'm going to have this talk show talk about the various things. I'm going to bring it to pass. Here's a great story. Uh, This is uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes told this story and I'll use his name because he said it publicly and, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I'm sure he wouldn't either. (laughs) Um, Bishop Jakes was talking about how he got on TBN, National Christian Television. Right. He said, I have any cameras, no studio, no money. He got invited to a conference, a huge conference in Oklahoma. And um, there were a bunch of different pastors and speakers, and and he was one of many. And so, this particular pastor who had the conference uh, had a program on TBN. And so, what they do is they cut up the 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 whole uh, conference into twenty-one minute segments. Okay, and so they put twenty-one minutes of the conference on TBN on this other pastor's show. They had three speakers. Each of them went about seven minutes, 21 minutes, for those of you who are not that good at math. And Bishop Jakes was one of the speakers who got on the seven minutes. He said, they put the show on. I came on and I began to preach. He found this out later. He said, I began to come on and preach and did. they showed my segment. He said, as they were showing my segment, watch God move. Paul Crouch, who was the owner of TBN, happened to be watching at that particular time what bishop jakes was preaching was dealing with exactly the same issue that paul crouch was dealing with at that particular time as he happened to watch that particular show at that particular time when bishop jakes was preaching paul crouch starts starts crying he calls the studio and says who is that man we've got to get him on television That's committing a work to the Lord and the plans being established or God helping you or God bringing it to pass. There was no way Bishop Jakes could have maneuvered himself onto TBN in and of his own strength without working like crazy, trying to meet 18 different people, passing out business cards and exhausting himself as opposed to just doing what God told him to do. And in doing what God told him to do at that little bitty church in West Virginia, he got invited to a conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma, That got and what he preached got put on national television. And while it was on national television, it was being viewed by the guy who owned the TV station. Tell me that's not God. And we like to get excited about won't he do it, won't he will, won't he do it. He will do it if and when we commit our work to him. God is not arbitrary. He's not abstract. He's not uh, uh, coincidental. He's purposeful. I heard a man of God say that God is the most purposeful being alive. He's purposeful. And it is our willingness to commit our works to Him that allows His purpose now to inject itself into our lives. Some people say, well, what's for me is for me. It don't matter what I do. And I don't necessarily agree with that. and, 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 and uh, 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 Just look at what the Word says. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to argue with people, and I'm not trying to get into debates. But this is what the Word says, man. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust Him, and He will help you. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring it to pass. See, I can't take any credit when He brings it to pass. And for for those of us who have a relationship with him, that's his desire. His desire is to get the glory. That's the churchy word. His desire is to get the credit. His desire is to be honored and appreciated for what he does, just like anybody in a relationship. His desire is to get the credit. So he'll walk us through a path. That the only way it's going to happen is he does it and he gets the credit. That's the only way. He doesn't want his people getting to a place of success and taking credit for it. So as we commit our work to him, it will become successful. But it will become successful in a way where only he can get the credit. And I want to give him the credit anyway. Because he's my God. And he's my father. And I want to give him that credit. And I want the world to know how good he is. And what better way to show him how good he is is to allow him to be good through me. And the way that I can allow him to be good through me is to commit my way to him and allow him to bring things to pass in my life. Amen? All right. Let's move on. We're going to go back to Proverbs. Oh, yeah. Proverbs 16 and 9. Proverbs 16 and 9. Man, Proverbs sixteen got a lot of wisdom in that in that chapter. All right, Proverbs sixteen and nine. I love this because it takes into account uh, our free will and God's direction. It it takes both of those things into account. I know there's arguments that debates about free will versus predestination, and you gotta dig a little deeper into that to really get to. The truth of what's what's t- being talked about. But here it's it's right here. here. Here we go. Proverbs 16 and 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. The Living Bible says we should make plans. Here we go, counting on God to direct us. There's nothing wrong with making plans. We make plans and then we trust God to direct us. See, that's putting God first, that's that's where the wisdom is. I'm going to make a plan and then I'm going to count on God and trust God to direct my steps leading me to the place of success in that plan. My business partners and I, we, we, we have several film and television projects that we're working to get developed and we have plans. We have ideas and strategies of how to go about making those things come to pass. And I was having a, a, a phone conference with one of my partners today strategizing on what our moves should be made in this uh, for one particular project. And uh, we kind of got into it without praying, not got into an argument, but we started talking and strategizing without praying and it just wasn't flowing. And, and my partner stopped He said, you know what, man, we didn't even pray. That's right. The man who did the po- does the podcast was not the first one who say, let's pray. See, see, transparent, moment of transparency. <laughs> but he said, you know what, let's, let's just stop and pray. And, you know, God, forgive us. We we, we always want to put you first. And, uh, and we prayed. And once we prayed, ideas started coming. Agreements started happening. Things started flowing because we made the plans, but we counted on God to direct us to a place of success. So a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. All right. All right, last scripture. It's going to be a relatively short podcast. Praise the Lord. Uh, I'm looking at that Living Bible translation again of Proverbs 16 and 9. We should make plans. I see that, Lord. Thank you. I see that. I see that. There's a mindset that says, "Well, God has already got it figured out. He's already planned it all out. So I don't have to do anything but just live." That's not true. That's not true. Relationship implies cooperation. It implies cooperation. Now, you know a lot of the things of God as New Testament believers, our cooperation part is having faith to believe and receive what God has already uh, put in place for us. But in the daily doing of life, in the in the in the in the attempt to uh, in the goal of finding and walking in our purpose. There are things we have to do. You know, I I part of my purpose is this podcast. But I didn't I didn't just sit around and go, well, I guess God's going to bring me the podcast and God's going to do da 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 da. He gave me the idea, he gave me the inspiration, he gave me some bread, bread crumbs, right? I told you guys about those cassette tapes I received from one of my mentors. Right. There were breadcrumbs that went along the way that led me on a path of, hey, I think I should do a podcast. Right. So that was my plan. Okay, I made that plan. And then it was like, okay, how do I do this? Well, now now wisdom shows up and tells me to do some research. So I do some research on a podcast. I see what I need. I've got a great computer, all of the stuff, most of the stuff that I need from a uh, recording perspective already on the laptop. Excellent. All right. So what's next? So now I I know I need a microphone. I know I need certain things. I've never done this before, but my brother is a singer, songwriter, recording artist. He's got a recording studio in his home. I call my brother. Hey, man, I need a mic. What kind of mic should I get? Right. On and on and on. Not only does he tell me the type of mic I have to get. Thank you, bro. He sends me one of his extra mics. You know, man, I got an extra mic. I'll just send it to you. Save me i don't even know how much money he saved me because i don't know how much it costs and then he gave me more wisdom and instructions you're gonna need this you're gonna need that you're gonna need this right this is what it is this is what it costs blah 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 blah, blah. bro hooked me up i did th- i god directed me all the way up until we are here right now okay the image that I have for the podcast, the desire to get business cards, the understanding that I have to be on social media, uh, all the, the way the podcast has to be put together, what God wants me to do, what he wants me to teach. I don't have a list of stuff that I decided to teach. He shows me what 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 he wants me to teach. Even in this part two of the wisdom of trusting God, I'm sitting there minding my own business and scripture start coming to me and I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? He said, yeah, go ahead and put that together and then we'll do letting God lead after that. All right, cool. This is your thing. This podcast has been committed to him, making my plans, things that I had to do in order to, a great phrase that I hear a man of God say, cooperate with the natural. There are things that we have to do from a planning perspective, from a strategy perspective. Well, I thought God's going to bless it. He can't bless zero. You know, in math, anything times zero is zero. The largest number you can think of times zero is zero. So the blessing of God times zero activity is zero. So we have to step out. We have to make plans. We have to pray for wisdom, pray for direction as we go. We make the plans, counting on God to direct us. That's how the team works. The God and man team works. That's how it works. We make the plans. He directs our steps. No, don't do that, do this. Don't do that yet. Do this first. Now wait on that. You know what? Don't work with that person. Nah, don't worry about that. You know, save your money on that and put it on this. These are the things that he will tell you through the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. Maybe I have to do a teaching at some point on hearing from God. I don't know. We'll see what God says. See, I made the plan, I'm gonna count on him to direct me. <laughs> see, live and in living color. You just saw an example of that right out, right out the gate, man. <laughs> All right, uh, let's look at this. Uh is this the last scripture? This is the last scripture. Wow. All right, Psalms 37, 23. Psalms 37, verse 23. Now, I'm sure there are more scriptures uh that pertain to to putting God first. And if you find them, add them to your list and apply them to your life. Make this, make this commitment. That I'm going to put God first in every area of my life. I think that said, it said that, yeah, commit everything you do to the Lord. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Don't leave anything out. Well, this is too small for the Lord. I can handle this. There is nothing too small for him. He cares about everything that you care about. So bring him everything. He's God. What do you think he'll say, oh, don't bring that to me. I don't mm -mm, want to do that. That's too much for me. (laughs) What does the scripture say? Is there anything too hard for God? I'll transpose that. Is there anything too small for God? Don't leave out anything. Don't leave out anything. Well, I can handle this. No, you can't. Not the way he can. You'll get limited results and limited success. He'll get total success. Success in areas and dimensions you didn't even imagine. What does the scripture say in Ephesians? Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And I think one translation says or imagine. Okay. So he's able to do it. And I'll I'll add this revelation. He's able to do it. The scripture says by the power working in us. And, and I would say that that power moves us to put him first. And once we put him first, man, you're going to see amazing things. Amazing things. All right, here we go. Psalms 37, verse 23. Verse 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. The New Living Translation says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. I love that, man. I love that. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. I didn't even see that, right? We just said, don't leave anything out. God delights in every detail of your life. God delights, gets excited about every detail of your life. I've heard heard ministers say, you know, you're going to get up in the morning and ask God what to wear. You know what to wear. Yeah, I do. But why why not ask him? Because he delights in every detail of my life. Maybe what I want to wear in the morning is what he wants me to wear. Or maybe it doesn't matter that particular day. But one day it might matter. One day he might say, you know what, Uh, don't go with that today. Let's go with this. But, Lord, this is my favorite outfit. I know, but just for today, just do this. Right? Put them first. Okay, I'll do that. I remember one time. <laughs> this was a few weeks ago, actually. I was, I don't know, I was in a tizzy about something. I don't remember what it was. And I was going to get something to eat. And I had an idea what I wanted to eat. And I was led to not go there and go get something, go to another place to eat. And I'm like, listen to me, and, and don't trip, because you do it yourself, arguing with God. No, I don't want to go there to get, I don't want to go there to eat. I want to go over here to eat. I don't, don't want to go, I'm, I'm literally pouting. I'm like, dude, what are you, 12? <sighs> All right, right, I'll go. And, and the place he wanted me to go eat, I like it. <laughs> I just didn't want to go there that particular day. Son, will you please go over there and and get you some dinner? And don't take it home. Sit outside. Sit outside? I want to go home and eat and sit and watch TV. Sit outside. (sighs) Okay, I'll sit outside. I'm pouting at one of my favorite restaurants. How twisted is that, man? (laughs) He delights in my way, though. He delights in every detail of my life. And I apologize, and I'm like, God, I'm sorry, I, you know. I don't know what got into me. I, I know you have what's good for me. I just, you know, I didn't want to eat there today. I know son, but you know, thank you for doing that for me. You know, so it's cool. It's relationship. It's relationship. Yes, he's God. Yes, that's true. But in 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 a certain scripture, I believe in Galatians, Paul uses the word Abba, uh describing God and and he says abba father but the translation of abba really is daddy so yes he's god but he's also daddy and there's some people who dispute that and you can look it up for yourself but daddy wants to lead you and guide you daddy delights in your way daddy will direct you and lead you to a place of profit and success. Daddy delights in every detail of your life. So put him first. So commit your way to him. Allow him to direct your steps. Put God in charge of your work. Come on, man. This this makes life a whole lot more relaxing. Relaxing. You'll still have struggles, and you'll still have trials, and you'll still have ups and downs, and that's just life. And then even the Scripture says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But God delivers them out of them all. And I'll add, because we put Him first. Okay? So let's relax. Take the weight off. Take the responsibility of success off of your shoulders and put them on Him. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. Okay and relax and be able to enjoy life work hard and enjoy life let god do his part so you can do your part with joy and intensity and focus and discipline and all of those things but the bigger stuff you give to him commit your work to him and allow him to show you his will for how it should get done. Follow his lead. See the lead transition into the next podcast. Follow his lead and let him lead you to the place of profit. Let him lead you on the path to success. All right, all right, family lamb. That's all I got for you today. I don't know if I, I, I didn't time myself today, but I, I'm guessing this is one of the shorter podcasts that I've done in a while. So. Uh, Uh, Come on back next time, and we'll have another one, and we'll make it much longer. (laughs) Hey, I've got to go. I really enjoyed this, if you couldn't tell already. And uh, I so appreciate you taking the time to listen to what we're doing and what we're having and what we're talking about on the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I will see you next time. I love you. God bless you. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalks63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.